0: Hello, and welcome to Recording Live. I am Dexter, and with me, as always, is...
1: It's me, Matt, as always. As always, it's Matt. There's a convention going on right now in Des Moines. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I didn't realize it till
0: <laughs> Wednesday, I think, and I, think uh, I, I was trying to rationalize that. going, but I just I didn't have time.
1: Uh, friend of Or mine. and
0: I didn't want to fork out like forty fifty bucks to go, which is today. I think it's twenty bucks to go tomorrow. And if I went tomorrow, I would only be there for maybe a half hour to an hour. And yeah. and I, man, I I wish I was paying better attention. It's funny that there's a con here in town and I didn't even know about. It. Or yeah, you know, I did.
1: know I found out like two days ago. I forgot, and then a friend of mine is there uh, today, and she posted a photo of her meeting the Red Skull from the MCU. Yeah, and, there's a ton of big names there. I yeah, was I, I say I say Red Skull, I mean the replacement of Red Skull, Ross McQuaid, yeah. who's awesome. I actually am.
0: Well, I'd, I'd rather like, meet him.
1: <laughs> I would love to meet Ross McQuaid because I have seen him in so much stuff. And uh, she posted a photo with him, and I went, and I think she said something like, "Hey, look, here's uh here's Red Skull from the MCU," and I'm like, "No, that's Aaron." from walking dead it's <laughs> <And>, uh, <laughs> just like oh man i did not know uh i i again i found out a few days ago but i still just uh uh forgot
0: yeah about the con
1: yeah yeah, yeah. like just spaced it off
0: yeah, and um, it's uh, it's it, oh, it's the Des Moines Con, I believe, is what it's called. Um, so it's I it, I don't know who puts it on, but it's a, it seems like it's a, always a decent show. Is that the one? Yeah, we went well, to
1: ever play? since ever since like the guys who originally ran the Big Des Moines Cons have happened, like they're all not part of it anymore. They're not affiliated. I don't. Well, think.
0: this is not. These are different people. Like they, I don't think this has even spawned from that. Like I think. Yeah, somebody,
1: it's not to any of those guys.
0: No, no, it's. I don't oh I know that's right.
1: A couple of years ago, some guys kind of took it over and not took it over, but like superseded them as Maybe. conventions in Des Moines. And well, there's the quad con that
0: kind of comes here, I think once a year too. And then this Des Moines con it popped up last year or two. And I think they're just they're just con like I don't think they're related
1: at all. Yeah, the big benefactor with those conventions falling apart was we had Wizard World come to Iowa. Uh, six years ago, 2015, seven, eight years ago, we had uh, we actually had Wizard show up, and Wizard was huge. Yeah, the uh,
0: first year it was great.
1: Wizard was huge. It did very well. The problem wasn't iowa it was the people behind wizard and wizard doesn't exist pretty much anymore
0: no it doesn't but and like each year that because it, it kept coming i was surprised and like i remember i think we went the last uh, it was year like a three-year year
1: contract i think they had
0: yeah i think yeah so it's three years and that last year it was
1: horrible yeah dexter i think went to every one of them and yeah, I think so I think we went to all of them. And, yeah, we slowly watched them decrease by the final year. Nobody was showing up. And it was mainly just because, uh, again, it was the mismanagement of Wizard. Wizard isn't around anymore. Yeah. They've gone under. And but the first year was really great. The alternative to that, however, was the guys who ran our local convention.
0: Yeah, they tried to make it. a really big
1: one. They tried to make a big convention out of it, and the first year it was year,
0: fine. I liked that show, that first one at least. The, the second one, one,
1: yeah. You and I went to because you went, you went almost every day, didn't you? Uh,
0: I, well, I volunteered for the first one, so I was helping people find, uh, get their tables set up. Um, and then and you so and I, I
1: went, I think that Sunday, and yeah. Uh, we walked around and stuff. The yeah. because we had uh, we had friends that were doing tables there at them and stuff. So we yep. went and I remember only being there for visiting. The most annoying thing about it was the wrestlers because they garnered heavily to the wrestle the amateur yeah. wrestling of Des Moines. Yeah, it's
0: so it's just loud.
1: They put the they put the wrestling ring in the convention and so it was body slams this every bang thirty bang, bang. seconds or so and. Uh, the following year, they still had them there, but they only brought out their like introduction
0: well, uh, opening
1: thing because all the content creators complained about the wrestling mat. Especially, I remember one girl, her table was right next to it. And from what I remember from memory of here and from friends was she was essentially breaking down because she couldn't work.
0: Yeah no I get that
1: she was I guess I from what I can remember yeah she was having like a breakdown because she was actually a fairly well-known local creator and mm. she was doing commission work oh. and she was right next to the mat and every time she was trying to draw a, a body slam would startle her
0: yeah that's too bad I, yeah. I and I think the second year which I think it only went for those two years um it was in the basement area of the convention center and so mm-hmm. the it didn't the ceiling wasn't high enough. Yeah. Uh, I think for the wrestlers as well But I believe there was a There's some other background things With those cons that kind of Made them go away uh, I don't really know what all the details
1: I, are And I don't know that's worth talking about But No, but I, I do remember I don't think you and I did go one year Because I went with Tom Because we met Brad okay. Jones, the cinema snob However, I do remember yeah. the first year Because your newborn son came with us For about yeah. half an hour to an hour
0: yeah, that was fun. Yeah, yeah, that was with you, wasn't it? Uh, yes, uh, you what, what and I, I showed up Wizard together, like and then
1: Kelsey showed up, and uh, we did a walk okay. around with Beckett.
0: Yeah, okay, because I remember being there with Kelsey and Beckett, I, I, and I thought I brought him with you to Wizard, but I could be wrong. I um
1: Because he was fairly... He was only, like, three months old.
0: Yeah, he was tiny. He was um, tiny. And we dressed him up... Or no, yeah, yeah, to that one. Well, so Kelsey and I took him to another one. I thought it was the MC uh or the midwest con um because he we dressed him up in a a robin costume that was was like too big yeah okay and then we we were just like we need to find a batman to get his picture with and the only one we could find like was this one guy completely homemade suit it was great like it did not look perfect at all but it looked like it looked like a year one batman like was
1: it was really well done
0: uh and he uh, he was just pure joy to like have us take his picture with him too which was great uh he's just a super nice guy like i don't think he knew what to do
1: (laughs) yeah Uh, yeah it's uh i'm hoping next year Mm -hmm. uh i'm hoping i'll be at those tables
0: yeah no that'd be great uh we should fit. yeah we should look at the cons for next year and try to sketch those out
1: it is on my to-do list it very yeah. much is i have some ideas for some promotional stuff to uh put some money aside for like i said if mm-hmm. i make any money off of my book i think i'm going to put it into conventions yeah and uh production costs for making more books and stuff but yeah one thing that i really do want to do is uh, I do want to do conventions again. I We used to do conventions uh, mm-hmm. when I was uh, a comic book creator, and uh, I haven't done them since. The last convention I did was 2009, right before COVID. Lee and I did a convention together, and it was MiniCon 2019. Uh, 2019, I'm sorry. Yeah. And it was, uh, it was right, it was Minicon, it was in November, and mm-hmm. I had just announced Billy that year, I had no material, it was just me sitting with Lee while he was selling his stuff, mm-hmm. and I had my iPad, so oh, if yeah people came over, I would yeah. Uh, show I what I'm working on and stuff like that, but now that I will actually have my book and things, I intend to uh, have some stuff to promote it with. And, yeah. But yeah, that was kind of fun. That was the last convention I did. Oh. It's not, and then I think two years ago I went to the comic con that was at Merle Hay Mall. Oh, okay. Yeah, we went
0: a, to a con last year, didn't we? Did we go? Yeah, we went, and because uh, I I, ch- I remember I was chatting with Austin
1: Hamblin forever.
0: We did. Yeah, we went to. Uh, uh,
1: we did. We went to the one that was where Wizard was and stuff like that. We was that the
0: to, Des Moines like, con? Yes. Was okay, yes, it was. and I remember that was a little underwhelming, honestly. It, it did uh looking at it this year, I think it expanded like it's bigger. Um, like would have been nice just,
1: if we could have remembered it.
0: <laughs> well, the like they had a bunch of celebrities, but like most of them weren't even there when we were there. Um, and I think like even uh oh, uh, Kel was there of Keenan and Kel, yeah. um, but he had left already. <laughs> like yeah he's just peaced out uh and so it but like there was a ton of people there like uh it it was nice because like we we just got to see all the local guys again basically it was like Mm -hmm. it was the first con where like i actually got i remember yeah we got to see finally got to see jet falco uh again and uh austin hamblin and i don't know i remember just chatting with a bunch of guys that just i hadn't seen in years so it was great
1: it's it's always interesting and I man, I still just remember the first uh, Des Moines Con post-Wizard where they just tried so hard to be Wizard and it failed so fucking miserably. Yeah. Like, and not and, even just by, like, them having the wrestlers there and stuff. Their main attraction was a giant fan-made Rancor, which was neat. Yeah, Rosie the they Rancor. Also, but, like, me famous people they had. They had Background Guy from Episode yeah. 1, The Phantom Menace. And then they had Nabu Pilot like number three. Yeah,
0: and those and, guys were not and it was because cheap because it was
1: the cousin of someone who was part of the convention.
0: Something like that, but like those guys weren't cheap either. Like I guess uh, so they
1: lost a shit ton of money because yeah. they have to pay those guys to be there. They have to pay for their hotel yeah. stuff. But those guys also have a quota that they have to yep. hit at those conventions, and if they don't hit it, it comes. It's part of the contract that if they don't meet their quota for their income to be there, the convention has to cut them a check to match their quota. And we found out through behind the scenes of one of the people behind it that, yeah, they lost pretty much everything.
0: With having to
1: pay back some of these guests
0: Yeah there's basically just no profits Yeah it's just too bad Um, Yeah
1: like I'm sure the convention Did really well but Those people are expensive to get And so yeah uh, yeah, thousands of dollars have to be cut out to these guys when they don't make it, which is kind of sad when it's, like, two actors who are, like, never done anything since, no doubt, and are yeah. literally just background characters, but they have the same contractual obligations as, say, like, Ray Park or James yeah, yeah. Uh, Masters. Yeah.
0: Wasn't there – there was a big-name comic book person there who just died recently, I think. Oh, me, Lester. No, like, he always had, he had, like, big, big glasses, you and you'd never take them off, like, I don't know, there's sunglasses, man, I'm not I don't know, sure. I, I remember, like, he was kind of a big name comic book guy, and he had a huge line, like, he was probably the, like, biggest comic book reason to be there, oh, uh, and I yeah, once there.
1: in a while, they get some pretty big names, I know, I mean, you know? I make fun and say Phil Hester, because Phil Hester lives here in Iowa, and if there's yeah. even a, a a comic convention In a garage somewhere on the south side Phil Hester's <laughs> invited and he shows up
0: Yeah uh, Dude,
1: I remember back 20 years ago Going to the comic book store And I'd see the sign saying Phil Hester's gonna be here To do autographs and it's like okay not really a big yeah. fan of his artwork though But yeah. good for well, you guys That you made the drive two hours down He's such
0: down a nice guy though yeah.
1: He is. And I've read some books that he's done stuff for. I mean, shoot, he uh he did Kevin Smith's clerk's book.
0: Yeah. Um I didn't even
1: know that till I pulled that graphic novel out of the, the closet and went, Oh yeah, and then I looked it up and said, Oh, this is Phil Hester.
0: Huh. Well yeah, well I think because he did uh he did um the green arrow run that Kevin Smith wrote. He did. Yeah. yeah. So I think they're more or less friends. Um but uh, his Inker, um whose name escapes me uh but he kind of he made a children's book actually a couple years ago um oh man what is the name of that book uh eric gapster okay uh and it's a it's a children's book oh called sort of sort of super he's a nice guy too uh yeah
1: but, I wish I was into comics. I actually am not into comic books anymore <laughs> in my life.
0: Yeah, every so often I still get one mailed to me from the comic book store uh, that I have my pull list in because um, it's not a local one because I oh. – uh, it's the one in iowa city i just really like that one and i'd rather give him my money <laughs> it's That's kind
1: understandable of sometimes uh, you just have to dip in a little extra just to show some support i get that he,
0: well and he's always been the guy who owns that store is fantastic and he's just always been nice to me the the name of the store i guess for people who might care is uh daydreams um but just he uh i, I don't know like uh that comic book store just I've, I've, it's actually a bit, like it's fun to go to that store whereas a lot of the ones here in town like i almost feel like they prefer i'd be buying games
1: you know, I, it's just it feels like, like a chore yeah like it's a chore to go to comic book stores anymore
0: yeah but um <clears throat> so anyway i get a comic uh my I, I saw i have one comic i think on my pull list and i keep thinking about how i need to just email them and just say sorry and and not yeah. You know, I, I I haven't canceled. actually
1: lived there in ten years. Um
0: <laughs> well I started it, uh the poll list um when I, since I've lived in this house, so it wasn't too long ago, but um <laughs> It, uh, I, I don't know. I forget what I was even getting initially. I think it was X-Men. Um, I just wanted to make sure I got things. And so I just, and I knew that they mailed them out because I remembered when I'd go in there on Wednesdays, they'd be filling envelopes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think like, it's just, it's a lot of people like me who went there for college and just fell in love with that store. Uh, you know, you, you move away and you just, I don't know, just as easy to get comics mailed to you from there than mailed to you from anywhere else.
1: I ain't judging, dude. I buy Transformers from a Canadian comic book store.
0: That's funny. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. It's so uh, weird. I also buy action figures, uh, Dragon Ball Z action figures from a comic book store in California. That's funny. I, yeah. I, I mean, that's. Guys, what? Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, those are the places that get them. So.
1: Yeah, it's very odd. The mailing from Canada is not bad. I think, it's, yeah, they're in Ontario. So I. Uh, Huh. i i found a website i think one of my friends told me about it and yeah it's a comic book collector site and they have a re- they have a fairly good uh website and stuff and,
0: and shipping they, is fine isn't bad
1: it's like 10 bucks ten twelve 12 dollars same as like bad. some of the other places that i get stuff from so yeah i don't yeah know. and huh. uh same with toy arena um mm-hmm. just these like uh these collector stores and stuff and they have websites and they offer importing and things. And so, um, yeah, I, I order some stuff out of them and you know, it, it works. I get them fairly quick. Uh, thankfully because it's Canada, it's not like it's stuck in customs because literally, the yeah, it's probably four to six hours away from actually where we are. So it's not that bad. <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, uh,
0: well, yeah. That's a good point too. Yeah. Huh? Yeah.
1: So, yeah, it's kind of odd. So yeah, I can't really judge and say getting a comic book from another place. <laughs> I I buy toys. I buy collectibles yeah. from uh, well, Canada. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I don't well, pay the Canadian pricing.
0: <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, uh, interesting.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Like I I picked up uh, a figure. Uh, I picked up that Stegosaurus I showed you, Snarl. I got him. It was like, I think it's like a leader class Transformers, like 55 bucks. Uh, I paid 55 bucks for him. And then I paid, you know, 12, 15 bucks for the shipping to get him here. Mm. And it took, shipped on Sunday, technically Monday, got him on a Friday.
0: Hmm. That's interesting. I just, uh, there was a Kickstarter I I backed uh, before quarantine, even like uh, two years, at least a year before covid right i Uh, mentioned
1: this yeah
0: and they kept having weird issues with shipping and they were making this like excuse that yeah that shipping from canada was going to be this big ordeal because it's a different country and so then they i think they tried to get some printed here in america and then there was something weird with um whoever was supposed to be handling it here and then covid happened and i finally got it this year uh and i leafed through it and it was fine i don't know like i just wasn't as interested anymore
1: <laughs> that, uh, uh, that's kind of a lot of stuff i have issues with crowdfunding is is when yeah. it takes so long yeah. um, well it, and, and it's unfortunate that this happened but i know when you originally told me this probably over a year ago yeah well uh, that's a start, i i was utterly scared about getting my book printed because we, much like everything, there are short, there are resource issues happening.
0: Yeah. It's pretty fixed now.
1: Yeah. It was just, it was kind of scary when I was working on this book and going, when you told me that, and it's not like you were trying to, you know, warned me or anything. You were just, you know, casually. And it's like, oh yeah, they've been having some printing issues. Uh, A lot of places are having printing issues and I didn't vocalize this or anything, but in my head I was just going,
0: of course, of course (laughs) there's uh,
1: production issues when I'm trying to make a book, but yeah.
0: uh." Well, the thing that with that though too is like so one of the other books I I backed uh after co- like quarantine happened was uh one by Matt Kind and oh uh, man um he's the only name I can think of because he was the one that did all the updates for it but like, like so he's pretty big at, um oh, where does he eat? he does a bunch of IDW stuff I think uh so a lot of indie stuff i don't know what he if he I, I never paid too much attention to see if he ever did anything like with marvel or anybody but he, he uh he's doing more kickstarter kickstarter stuff but um they just had the standard i guess delays but they also um the particular book that i got had like gold edges it was a hard cover it had all these like Upgrades and stuff to it, and so like, I think they just had this. They had they definitely had delays, and like it took, uh, I don't know, six months or more longer than I expected. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's another one that I backed that was based out of the UK that is 100% a scam. Like mm-hmm. it, uh, people are still complaining on the Kickstarter, leaving comments. This the guy who ran it, uh, is still promising that it's going to come. And he was making up really ridiculous excuses, like uh, it's going to take him like a whole month to convert the digital files into from uh, from CMYK for print to RGB for the you know for screens. And it's just like
1: Dexter and I a couple hours.
0: Well, it's just like literally like it does not take that long it
1: really but like doesn't. he was
0: acting like he had to look at every single page and make sure it was perfect and uh and the digital file finally came out a couple months ago and it was the biggest piece of garbage i've ever seen like he he must have paid to have things laid out to a certain extent but then like uh he was promising it was like 300 pages w- or at least 300 pages with like so many um, creators and stuff. And it was just like uh, the pages, like half of it is just filler content. Uh, It's not even comics. And like, it's just clearly this is a scam. Like none of the pages were even like the same sizes. Um, Like there's no way that this file was used to print a comic book that he uh, was promising had been printed back in December and that they're all in the mail. And he doesn't know why nobody's gotten them yet.
1: <laughs> I, a guilty pleasure of mine is looking up uh, shitty people who have made kickstarts that can't or crowd that
0: like my, Rob Liefeld.
1: <laughs> Rob Liefeld's pretty bad. Uh, I, even, oh,
0: I went over just, and looked at his and people are still complaining that it's not happened yet. This is yeah. Like, yeah, it's not going
1: to biggest offenders. <laughs> just what Travis and I were talking about the other night, which is star citizen, a game that got started over a decade mm-hmm. ago, and it's still not out and it's raised uh, the most money out of any crowdfund, millions and millions of dollars. And
0: if it's taking that long, it's not going to happen.
1: Cliff Robertson, I think is who is behind the guy who um, that did all of the, the wing commander stuff. Oh, that
0: sucks. That would be so good.
1: you know what? I recommend you look it up later and see this because it's like amazing that, yeah, they announced this crowdfund. And uh, I'm not joking. There's documentaries of the entire life of this game's development.
0: What's it called?
1: uh, Star Star Citizen. Yep.
0: Oh, man.
1: It's amazing. It is a scam.
0: I love the Wing Commander games, though.
1: Yeah. And that's what Uh that guy did. He left uh, he left the studios. He started his own and then he announced the Star Citizen thing. And it people have sued over it because people have paid thousands and thousands of dollars for little ships. And uh, they just keep saying, oh, we're also going to make an MMO as well. Oh, we're also going to hire. Yeah.
0: See, that's how you know it's not real. Is yep, then they keep doing
1: Oh, we're going to hire Hollywood actors to do the voice work. And oh, we're also going to make this side game as well. And yeah, it's mm, been going on yeah. in 2010 or something like that. Uh,
0: the last update was 2013, at least. Yes. It's got 54,000 comments of people just like threatening to sue him.
1: Yes. Uh, oh, man. It's raised $63 million.
0: Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, and that and that, that was, that's a what you were just saying there. That was pretty similar Chris to what Roberts. the. Okay, that was pretty similar to the thing I was talking about, which was called Tales from the Quarantine. Uh, and the only reason I backed it is because I had a friend who had a com or who had uh, a page in it. Raised five
1: hundred million. Jeez. It's raised half a billion dollars since
0: 2022. Who did? Uh, Star did? Citizen. Oh. Yeah. Uh but anyway the the comic uh thing that that i backed that's a scam like he kept doing that like he's just like oh this is gonna be a board game and an mmo and uh it's gonna be this and it's gonna we're gonna do this we're gonna do this and he just kept saying things It's just like can you just do the one thing that people paid you for
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> like
0: that's yeah. all we want we didn't want this other stuff that you keep promising
1: yeah um, it, it's kind of amazing um and yeah, I the biggest offender of this is like yeah, Star Citizen. Uh not only is it crowdfunded, it's been privately funded. On top yeah. of the five hundred million that people have crowdfunded, uh investors have also put in seventy million dollars into it. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> like Oh, dude, yeah, the legal issues, the uh lawsuits, uh the refunds. Yeah, people finally figured it out, but people still are and technically it is an alpha, so you can play it. It's a oh. junky piece of shit, but you can play it.
0: Man, but with that much money, like you should be able yeah. to make a decent game.
1: 100%.
0: Oh man.
1: Games are made with 10% of that.
0: Yeah. I mean, really good games are made with even less, but
1: uh uh kicked off in yeah, tw- uh pr- kicked off in 2010 or so. Production started 12 years ago. This game is never coming out. No, probably not. It reminds me of uh I'm not going to name names, but I, I, uh, Dexter and I have, you know, we've been in the creator center for over a decade and sure. uh, like in the convention market, we've met plenty of people. And I've, um, granted, I tried to crowdfund to help out with the book. And, um, but I, I have known someone who has attempted crowdfunding like multiple times and asked for like, yeah, five, ten thousand $10,000 for a book to be made
0: uh-huh. and
1: it's just like for what like for that amount of money you can do everything and uh and they always fail granted i i i shot for the moon too and i was also looking at like not just the cost of the book but also the hardware and everything to create it with as well yeah uh, That said, mine failed, and and guess what? My fucking book is coming out in a week or two. (laughs) Whereas I've seen these people do these things, people I know personally, they do it, and then it fails, and they just abandon it. So, yeah, Yeah. I'm not intending to throw shade or anything, but hey, you know what? Mine's coming out. Yeah. I still did it. I didn't give up when the crowdfund didn't work out. I always said, well, I'm going to try this and see how it works, but no matter what, this is happening. And you know what? It did, but... I, yeah, I've known people who have attempted so many different uh, so many crowd funds, and they just tank, and then the the, the idea is just lost. And yeah, that doesn't make my, any
0: sense to me. Like you clearly my weren't for the
1: then. School. Okay, what were you doing then? Like you could still make this happen. Yeah. I for I went for ten k just for to have the entire cost instantly done, and be ready to go. It didn't happen. Yeah. So I am paying everything out of my pocket. Um, but even so. My, I'm staring at a copy of my book right now on my desk. Yeah, that's awesome. So, yeah, well, it just kind of shocks me when people try this stuff. It never happens. It, it, it their crowdfunding tanks, or their they tout their idea and then it just disappears. And it's like, well, then did you even care then? Or yeah, um, God knows it, if you succeeded, would this have happened?
0: Yeah. Well, and and it comes b- back to I guess what you when we were talking about your making your your book. Um, And just how like what you said about you don't really care about a lot of things, but you just you had a story that you wanted to get out.
1: I just have a story about a little (laughs) boy who's a zombie and a girl who's (laughs) deaf to tell. And that's it. Yeah. Like if things came down to if, if worse came to worse and I couldn't have this thing be physical, then God help me. I would have made the biggest mistake and I would have just had you and me build a website to make it a web series. Yeah, that would. I really weird. don't want to do web comics anymore. I think web comics are dead.
0: Uh, yeah, they're not what they, I mean, especially with uh, the advent, I guess, of Instagram. Like people are putting web comics on Instagram now. But like, and
1: I've I, I've done it a little bit here and there. I've made some little yeah. web comics of Billy and Callie, and um, yeah, but I've no, noticed web that a lot aren't now lately is be. that people are just making comics and putting them on social media, and then they're having a uh, they're having um, a Patreon or something yep. like that or a, a form of financial support to help out with it and, and
0: well and a lot of times they do lead to a book i guess oh yeah uh, they can lead eventually to a, a,
1: a, a, yeah they can totally but, lead yeah. to a book to be made. but it's, and, it's
0: mostly patreon yeah
1: but yeah like unfortunately and i hate to say this don't cut this out and i don't mean to be <laughs> negative toward anyone we know but the era that dexter and i came from mainly me of 515 comics.com is gone yeah. Not the website itself. It is gone. But the era of making your own website and hosting it and putting a comic on there to share has been subverted by social media, using social media to get it out there more like uh, there's more of a presence out there thanks to hashtags and stuff like that to get it spread out there and found. And, Mm -hmm. you know. These tools didn't even exist when Five One Five Comics was created. Facebook was in an infancy at that point. Like I think it was still just on Harvard servers. When, yeah,
0: c- yeah, because uh, we were we were in college. Like I was at Iowa, Iowa
1: and I was at and DMACC I remembered... when I found out about Facebook. MySpace was mm-hmm. big, but Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I was just at got Launched yeah. directly to it just got out of Harvard and was strictly you needed a college email address to sign the, up. for.
0: Right. you had to have a dot edu uh yeah well yeah i was at DMAC i think when i yeah when i first heard of facebook i was at iowa when you first could when i had first got my facebook yeah
1: mm-hmm.
0: and uh and yeah like i don't even think i would have even thought to put a comic on there i don't know why
1: i know tom you know? tom built the 515 on there but tom was so anti-facebook that he didn't touch it forever and mm-hmm. uh by the end of five one five comics' era, that was pretty much where he was primarily posting. Yeah. And and he was you know, even back then MySpace was huge. He was using the MySpace more than anything uh, second to our website. <laughs> right. And, uh, yeah, he wasn't he wasn't wanting to use Facebook. He just saw it as another weird tool. And so yeah. and because uh, of the limited access Facebook was back then where you had to have a college email to use it. Yeah. Uh, I think he probably just didn't like it because of how limited it was. I can't speak for him, but I can kind of understand that. And yeah, back then you couldn't create Facebook pages. You had to create a whole second Mm. account. Yeah, yeah. Even then it was pretty new. I mean, I don't think the the 515 Comics Facebook page really kicked off until a couple years later when it started getting more public. I think it was because they opened it up to high schools as well. And then it just... Uh, it just became the dumpster fire that it is now
0: and i feel like facebook is kind of coming back it is like, uh like uh, i don't know i've been i've been actually going to it i probably spent a handful of years where i never touched that site and then um recently like i feel like sure. i've been looking at it more and more
1: uh yeah and but yeah like with creating stuff i and that said you know we have a recording live Facebook page. I still don't have a Billy one. I've been kind of hesitant on even wanting to make one. Yeah. Uh, just because I have the Instagram, I can post pictures on there and stuff like that. So I think that's, I think the reach is better on Instagram than it would be on Facebook for a children's book idea. So yeah, uh, maybe. Yeah. It I mean, went on a tangent, but yeah, the, the big thing was, is if I couldn't make this book physical, yeah, I probably would have had to dive deep into, you know, just releasing it, solely on well the children's book probably just wouldn't have happened it probably would have just gone into a straight comic book form like i dream of doing but it probably would have died a slow death like uh all my comics i've created have but sure. at least with having a, a, the book completed i think i've moved past that idea of having failed ideas fingers crossed yeah
0: yeah it, uh kind of on that though i was thinking the other day um uh sorry i was trying to look at our time we've this is gonna be two episodes uh we're going on two hours but like uh i don't know i i finally got to write um last night no two days ago two nights ago Uh, i wrote for like a half an hour i got 600 words down it's the most i've written in probably a month uh but it it just kind of got me thinking too because like i and when i have been writing like the last chunk of writing that I've been doing it's been kind of frustrating because I was getting to the editing phase of one particular story and I just feel like I'm it's just it's just getting hard um because like I don't know for what reason or one reason or another like I it, like I'm questioning everything basically like do I want to tell the story this way do I want to start it this way do I you know because like it's just so weird like being able to come up with a story you know and and put it out because it's just like there's so many you can do anything with it it's like it's yours um but it's interesting because i was thinking about it and i was thinking about how about you writing your book and publishing on kdp um and then i was talking to my wife uh which i was talking to you matt about it how she she's written a handful of uh songs apparently i didn't even know about this i just found out like a month ago uh being a teacher so she'll sing uh She sang one of them, um, I think just to kind of illustrate to me that, like, how weird her job could be and just like repetitive. She's like, Here's a song I've had to sing 10 times today, and so she just sang it. I'm just like, What is that? Where did you get that song? and she just said she wrote it, and I was just like, You, you wrote that, like, that's a children's book, like, you just sang a children's book to me, like, uh. And and so then I've been trying to encourage her to publish like, to get that made into a book. And she said made the comment then once when I was talking to her about getting it, uh, getting an agent and publishing it that way, if she's going to do it. Um. And so it just it, it's just interesting to me, because like thinking about how she would want to publish a book, thinking about how you are publishing a book and then me writing. And I was just thinking about like it. Well, and like I took a writing course and, you know, I've I've read up a lot about, you know, I've read um. Uh, stephen king's autobiography i just finished reading uh, or listening to ender's game and at the end of that book i had orson scott card kind of just talking about the process of how ender's game came to be um because it, it was a very interesting way that that book came about um but it just it's just funny like just all this stuff to think about and i was just thinking like would I want to be a professional author like where like basically Stephen King or you know maybe just making maybe not even Stephen King but just like making enough money that like uh, the equivalent of what I make now at my job so that like I could comfortably I could live the same life I'm living now I suppose is the point of that and just be an author and it's just interesting because it's just like it's kind of like what you just said or what you said at the beginning of our conversation here of just like i just have stories that i want to tell like if i can just sell a handful of, like if if i just know that people are reading them like i think that that's enough like i don't yeah. know that i need like it'd be nice if that was my 100 my job like sure that's the dream but i don't know i would just be happy to know that like i made people happy when they read my story Mm-hmm. um and i think like really my the driving force for me right now is uh i constantly remember being at tom's book party uh mm-hmm. for, for is the one at his parents house i don't back know, in
1: 2012
0: probably yeah yep I um, really. and i remember i was standing around like the the food table uh and i don't even know who these people were but like just some of tom's friends uh, i think one of them was patrick maybe no it wasn't patrick anyway i don't know who they were um and i just started telling them about one of my story ideas that i had um and they were just like riveted <laughs> like just with me just telling them the story that i you know that i had and this idea that i had and one of them was like oh what book is that i want to go get that i'm just like oh it's in my it's not a book yet he's like it's in my head. yeah it's like you need to make that and this is and so yeah it's been a decade now but but like i i I don't know that's one of those things like i keep reminding myself like this is a good idea because i i you know I, i've told people about it and they they've gotten excited about it but it's just so hard to get out <laughs> is the problem but i don't know but anyway like it just it was just so fun to know that like you know i would like to get these stories out for people to enjoy um and you know i'd like to get paid for it i suppose but like if nothing else like I just want to go to cons and sell these books it, like, you know, sitting there with you selling your books and, and just like talking to people about the stories like that's just uh, like that sounds like the most fun to me.
1: Nothing has been more amazing than when I actually met a fan of my redemption story uh, back oh, in yeah. 2013. Like that yeah. was probably one of the greatest feelings ever. And
0: I imagine I'm not
1: chasing that high, but.
0: <laughs> I have strong
1: feelings yep. that I'm going to maybe get that same kind of reaction, I hope, with with my oh, children's okay. book. Oh, I
0: hope so, too. And especially with the children's book, it's probably going to take a little while, I suppose. <laughs> I don't know. Because, like, you know, you'll probably sell it at a con. And then, you know, maybe the next year, you know, maybe the next con, but probably the next year. Oh, you'll run into yeah. like somebody who bought it and they'll be like, and they'll just say like, my kid loved it. I saw that uh, happen
1: to Tom so many times. Yeah, exactly. It was kind of baffling to see that like every, <laughs> every stopped. time he had a new no. volume out, yeah. like so, a fan of his that he's, he doesn't personally know came up yeah. and said, Oh great. I'm glad you got the next one out.
0: Yeah. Well, it, I remembered uh one time when we were up in Minnesota, in Minneapolis at what was a uh, spring Con, probably. Yep. Yeah. Um, there was this one guy who's an older gentleman, uh, and he was glad and, and he, he only read it in print. Uh, he wouldn't read the webcomic. <laughs> and so, uh, and so, yeah, he's super excited and he just bought it and, and like, yeah, just not at all the demographic I expected for, uh, for Tom's comic. Um, but yeah, no, it was always exciting to go to cons with him when he was yeah, in his heyday for that. Uh, and just seeing how many people just love that. And yeah. And yeah, no, and I think that's kind of, I guess, and really, honestly, I guess that's the real dream, uh, is just, yeah, to have something that you can go to cons with and just meet people who just like the things you think of.
1: Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it's really great. Like, it, it was, <laughs> I, I never expected to meet a fan. Meet a yeah. fan of something I made, and granted that was ten years ago. But, yeah, we, and, it and it was Redemption also, was like, just 14 a fourteen-year-old girl where I was just like, "You shouldn't be reading my book."
0: <laughs> yeah, Redemption is a little rough.
1: Redemption was rough in every quality of the word, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it was just like, "Wow, okay, that's odd. I don't even know how you found out about this because it's not like I do advert advertisements uh, or anything." Well, but, I, and she didn't yeah. know Tom. Oh, she
0: didn't. No. Oh, I was gonna say she probably found it through Tom, but oh wow! Who huh.
1: Tom was?
0: That's interesting. Tom was I wonder... right next
1: to me at the convention. She didn't talk to him; she only talked to me.
0: That's interesting. I wonder. Yeah, I don't know. Huh?
1: Or she maybe she found out about Five One Five Comics and she just wasn't interested in what he was, what what next yeah, was. Yeah, that,
0: that was kind of back when there was a lot going on in Five One Five Comics because uh,
1: <sighs> that bitch. Tom held that fucking website together for fifteen years, and. Yeah. Behind him was me trying my best to also always have something available there where, yeah. you know, everyone else was, oh, I'm going to do this and it doesn't happen. Or, hey, I'm going to do this. It doesn't happen. Or, hey, yeah. I'm going to have this and I'm going to post maybe once a year and then it just fizzles out. Like, um, if I don't have Comics, comics, it may sound like I'm being negative toward it. Not at all. I'm thankful for the friendships I made and the experience yeah. I made. I learned how to do web development Amateur, amateur web development with 515 Comics. I learned how to use Photoshop with the people that I met through
0: 515
1: Comics. Mm -hmm. Um, I found out how to do, you know, advertising with them and stuff like that. Oh,
0: that's interesting, yeah.
1: uh, My life would be relatively the same as it is now, but the memories that I have with that website are memories that I will keep forever, not just because I mm-hmm. have an eidetic memory, but because they are such good memories. And yeah. the friendships that I've had through the people there were great. And uh, it's sad to see that that place doesn't exist anymore for now. I'm hoping yeah. that 515 will come back. I don't think it will. Yeah. Um, I'm sure next to will. I have fingers crossed that it will. But uh, the era of 515 comics, I think, you know... A 15, I'm being modest with 15, it was more like uh, 16, 17, but in reality, a solid 15 years of a community that I became friends with that Dexter and I both know is uh, a really great thing, but, you know, things can't last forever.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Not everything will always last, you know, people change, you know, the guy who founded it all has changed. His priorities have deeply changed. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes we just grow out of it
0: yeah well i mean and it's the same thing like you know we've both grown out of of reading comic books uh yeah
1: and it's and and, you know it's just due to circumstances that have happened with it um you know i started drawing comics when i was a kid of just two little aliens and a flying saucer landing on earth (laughs) interacting with people Yeah. back when i was nine years old in high school and beginning of college, I started a comic of all my friends who were a bunch of stoners and oh, yeah. I have all of those. And I've always thought about bringing it back, but changing it to be uh, a 20 years later where everyone's similar to how they are now, where they're all grown up and responsible, and more <laughs> not yeah. a coming of age, but an accepting of age story.
0: Oh, that's a good that's a good way of putting it. <laughs> yeah. I, I created
1: an entire story about High Guys that I've never talked to anyone about. But then, you know, I, and, you know, High Guys beginning to end. I did complete that. I did four issues and I did some bonus stuff and I've drawn a few mm. things here and there. But I tried to do Random Heroes, a spin off of yeah. me, which well, me. I had big ideas. I dropped it eventually to focus yeah. on other stuff, which that's okay because. I was a 22-year 2022-year-old 20, kid and it was not the greatest thing ever it was just pretty much being young and always putting your friends in your stories but I do have fond memories of that and then I yeah. did uh I did redemption for redemption. 10 years off and on you know I've had and I've done some other little things here some Star Wars comics some uh some zombie comics also some comedy ones and things like that so Yeah but, you know, and five on five comics was there beside me. Tom was next to me through almost all of these things. And yeah. I have I have there's good memories. There's bad memories. The good memories are the fun ones that I have with Tom. The bad memories are trying to corral the other people to take it as serious as Tom and I did. And unfortunately, no one else did. And, sure. uh, you know, it was a website we kicked off with. Six people, uh, five founders, six founders technically. And out of Hmm. you know, the first couple of years was really rocky for myself and Tom because we both took it so serious and wanted it to be this big thing. And unfortunately, our other co-founders didn't. And but Tom and I tried to stick with it. Like I can honestly say, for at least ten years, I stuck with five and five comics. And then the last five, you know. i grew up pretty quick with my job and stuff like that i couldn't really do a whole lot and plus times just change yeah, so, yeah. good fun times though make some great friends some i still keep in touch with some that i introduced to dexter and dexter became friends with
0: yeah 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 well that was just a weird time excuse me a weird time of life too like just it was hard to I, I don't know. Like, I remember, like, just, because, like, I wasn't a part of 515 Comics, because I, uh, I was at uh, Iowa, I think, when that really took off.
1: Yeah, um, and then came on a little bit there with uh, <clears throat> the Three Kings.
0: Yeah, I was writing, uh, and I still want to write that story. That's kind of the, that's the story that's, that's my goal book to get to, and so I want to kind of make sure. Sh- I want to get a couple things out before I get to that story. Um but yeah, yeah, I was just writing that it was a web series, I guess it wasn't a comic. And then yeah, the problem I had is I had a house fire and then like right. my whole life just kind of stopped. Yeah. And I just stopped producing a lot of things. Um and yeah, I don't know. Like I, I want to come back to that story for sure. Uh totally. oh, 100%, that's the goal. What?
1: Totally. Oh, yeah.
0: Um, but I think I, I have another story that I'm probably going to tell for, or that I'm going to write first. Uh, that's a sci-fi one. Uh, and then, yeah, like I'm currently writing a book with another guy, uh, with uh, Anthony Harry. Um, but he, uh, that book is on a little bit of a, I don't know, a pause. I suppose it's a, it's a bit of a back burner, uh, book for the both of us. I think like he's busy working on a lot of things. I'm, you know, busy too, I guess. Um, but, uh, he just moved back to Minnesota recently, uh among a lot of other things going on in his life and so i think just the the story seems to be on a bit of a pause I, I need to kind of hook it back up with him and see what we're doing but um but that story that's about a wizard uh it's all it's all scripted out we just got to write it and so i don't see yeah. why that wouldn't happen it's just a matter of us finding the time that's the problem with that one yeah. um but yeah i don't know i'm excited to be a writer i can't wait to be, have my name on a byline instead of the design byline uh although i am pretty excited about having my name just in your book yeah uh just to have it like i can i can make a claim i guess that my it's the same claim that i can make that i went to the same acting school as uh oh man gene wilder Uh, (laughs) um he technically i think he taught at the university of iowa briefly, like or i don't he was there for like a semester doing something i have no idea what and i was technically in the acting school at iowa for a semester so i went to the same acting school as gene wilder i learned something Uh,
1: tonight
0: um but i also went to the same school that kurt vonnegut taught at so that's interesting as well uh which the university of Iowa is a big writing school which is funny because i lived next door to the writers workshop never took a writing class there and that's a big deal in the right like in the world of writing like the iowa writers workshop is a huge deal um because like i even worked at a cafe that was like uh if you went to the writers the summer writing um summer what was the it's a big writing convention that the university puts on um and it's it's kind of a big deal just because it's at the university of iowa um but when you went to that convention you were given a voucher to come get coffee at the cafe that i worked at and i was told that i probably served coffee to uh just dozens or you know maybe a hundred at least um famous ish authors like so it's oh, probably
1: doing like, like uh, speakings and stuff like that
0: yeah they were there probably to yeah to do to speak or even like you know even they're just learning and then now they have a book out who knows so like who knows how many authors i've actually served coffee to which is kind of funny um just on top of the fact that i gave george uh, not george uh bill clinton uh a, a decaf coffee at five thirty in the morning one day
1: you met the president
0: uh he was not president at the time he was uh, no Ken-
1: no but he's still the president
0: yeah yeah he was campaigning for hillary at the time but yeah yeah he uh i had just unlocked the doors more or less and i, I and mean, i just put the pastries out and this is a funny story i guess to suddenly be telling but uh a bun- I, like i just looked at the doors and it was double doors and they both opened up and it was just a wall of guys in suits like uh, trench coats That's and suits, suits. And then they, they just are coming towards me, and I was just like, ah, great. Like, it's a, it, you know, some sort of meeting. They're going to buy all my pastries, and then I'm going to have to bake more pastries, and people are going to come in and they're going to complain because I don't have any pastries ready. Uh, like, that's the, literally the first thing that popped in my head. But then all of a sudden, these guys just part. Like, the, you know, like half of them go left, half of them go right. And there in the middle is Bill Clinton. If, for some reason, I remember him wearing New Balance shoes and like, just pretty casual clothes. And he just, he just walks up to me with his hand extended and I shake his hand. And I just like, and I, I remember just like racking my brain. What, the, what do I say? What do I say? And so I, I think I just said like, how can I help you? <laughs> and he got a grande decaf coffee. Don't know. I thought that was kind of weird, but apparently he doesn't drink caffeine. I don't know. Uh, and then he also got, I believe a lemon gelato. Cause we had gelato or ice cream. <laughs> um and that's what he had and he he just kind of milled around and talked to people as they came in and got their coffee and and then he went over to another place and then he had a big speech somewhere in town i don't remember but yeah i met bill clinton did i not tell you this story no or have i not oh well there
1: you go that is fucking awesome
0: (laughs) um who uh the only other famous person i can think of that i've met uh well i met I guess the members of a band called Los Campesinos, um, they're from, I want to say they're from Liverpool, but I could be very wrong on that. They're from England at least. Uh, and I remember like, it was just a bunch of people coming in with ac- like with English accents. And I finally asked like the last guy who it turned out to be their manager. Um, and he's like, oh yeah, we're touring. Uh, and it turned out that they were, they had a show in town and they asked if I wanted to put my name down. So I had to put my name on the list, like to get it for free. Uh, and I found out that the Envy Corps was opening for them and I was a big fan of the Envy Corps. They're a big band out of Ames. Um yeah. I, hear and so, like, I hear their name
1: on the radio a lot.
0: Yeah. And so I was just like, oh, I've never seen the Envy Corps. Yeah, of course I want to come. <laughs> and so I I looked at it as going to an Envy Corps concert. Uh, but I I don't know. Like Los Campesinos is not a huge band, but like they're they they're an international touring band. And then the band, uh, the guy, it's just one guy, but the band Iron and Wine, um, he's indie, um, I forget his label, but he had a, uh, there's an M's commercial that used one of his songs once, that's probably the biggest thing that you recognize him from, um, but I made him espresso once, uh, because, uh, I knew he was in town for a concert, and I was just like, I'm pretty sure that's him. But, like, I wasn't quite sure what he looked like. Like, I listened to his music, but not a ton. Um, and then, yeah, he ordered the espresso. And then he just stood there and drank it at the counter, which, like, nobody does. Um, and then he just finished it, and he said thanks, and he left. And then I guess he – there were pianos out on the street, like, out the on the street corners and stuff, because it's an artsy town because it's a college town, I guess. Uh, and I guess he, would just, he was just sitting there all day playing piano. Um, oh, And then, and then he went and did his concert. Um, But yeah, I know those are probably the biggest fame or like the more most famous people I've met, especially in college, but my whole life. But yeah, Bill Clinton's probably the biggest one. I guess I met a or a handful of the people who were running for president that year too. Uh, John Edwards. Oh uh, yeah. Odd. Um, Yeah, the ones that didn't make it yeah so uh to everyone who's still listening um head over to our website uh dot com uh buy some of our merch there's a cool mug uh that's cool and notebooks and stuff um but yeah uh i don't know maybe
1: go to amazon and buy billy the zombie boy Yeah, yeah, yeah by this time
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> if nothing else uh go yeah go to BillyTheZombieBoy.com, BillyTheZombieBoy.com. uh it'll be Matt, that goes to matt's instagram which i presume yep. i have a link in the bio if the yes i intend people.
1: to have a link in the description bio
0: yep so and i'll put a link in the uh, show notes so uh yeah everyone head over and buy that for sure um yep. but yeah thanks for listening guys
1: thanks for listening